This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show at 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. I put on a bit of a voice when I did that to try and sound younger and more attractive. I don't think it worked. You don't need to do that, Emily. And charm off. And so, um... (laughs) Oh, it's the uh, King's Birthday Honours today. I've already, I have been superseded. And the Daily Mirror said at last the King gets to choose people he really likes for his honours. And I thought, um, (laughs) hold it. The last one, I was in the first ever King's Honours list. So what was he, he was just did the sweepings from Mama. Just getting his eye in. Yeah. Hang on, what is King's Birthday Honours? It's just literally, these are the ones I like. No, no, there's two There's two honours bouts a year. There's the New Year's honours and then the monarch's birthday. No, do you like the way he knows all about them now? No, no, I always knew that because I'm <laughs> smart. You know, I look in the smart thinking section in Waterstones <laughs> when I'm in there. Yeah. Do you not look in wit and wisdom? Um... Uh, Speaking of smart, I don't. Is there a wit and wisdom section? I think it might be quite seventies that concept. It's a, a bit more Frank oh, Muir, yeah. isn't it? What yeah. a dismal, terrible. <laughs> books of Churchill quotes. That's inevitably what's in the oh, wit and wisdom yeah, section exactly. of the bookshop. Yeah, well, there's some good ones. Let's not go over the top ski against. On the on, let's not join in the big anti-Churchill <laughs> drive. <laughs> You know what I mean? He had a good few turns of phrase. But Ian Wright, that's the great news of the day. Ian Wright has got um, OBE, I think. Ian Wright, right, right. But, well, that's that's warmed my heart. Ian Wright, right, right. If I was Ian Wright, I would change my name to hyphenated to Ian Wright, right, right. So people <laughs> had to do my chant whenever they introduced me. Anyway, great news. He's a great top bloke. Thanks. I... I'm breathing in. Frank, there's something I must share with you before... That was my impression of, you know, the tube that the uh, dentist hooks on your mouth. Oh, no. I I was at dinner once with uh, David Frost, the great um, broadcaster. Oh, yes. And uh, he was a bit salivary, and I thought, oh, I wish I'd got one of those, just a hook on... That's a lovely tribute. Just a hook on the lip. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you're right. That way, it wasn't uh, the warm-hearted. Uh, um, and then he said to me, "Sorry, carry on." I need to share this with you. You—is it a hypodermic needle? No. Oh, good. Susan Hood has been in touch. Yeah. On via Twitter, she wasn't the only one. A number of people have to share this. Susan said some hot Frank-based content. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Okay. Some hot Frank-based. Content takes me back. Ha- has made it on to a weekly celeb goss email. Oh, right. And she, she says a little bit of class amongst the trash, which I like. Oh, wow. Uh, Again, not a, not a tribute I've received many times. <laughs> me either, to be fair. Do you want to hear this, Frank? Yeah, fire it out. It's called Frankenbean. Okay. And then the subheading is The Kindness of Campers. Unexpected celebrity spot at Download Festival. 
Colon? Is that semi or colon? It's That's colon. That's a colon. Frank Skinner. Yes. He was in the normal, I repeat, the normal camping area rather than opting for an off-site hotel like posher celebs often do. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bit worried about posher celebs. <laughs> <laughs> and a very, wait for it, pleasant campmate saying mm. hello to people. And Now, very pleasant, <laughs> comma, camp, mate. <laughs> camp hyphen. <laughs> saying hello to people and happily having his photo taken. He was not very good... I've substituted that because I'm afraid there was a category C swear word there. Okay. At putting away his pop-up tent, though. No, that's difficult. Like watching Mr Bean trying to post a letter was how it was described to us. <laughs> a good job he made friends with his camping neighbours then as they had to step in and sort it out for him in the end. Yeah, that was your, very... Your move. That was very nice, a man. Um... But when he said unexpected celebrity spot, mm. unexpected celebrity, is it an unexpected spot or am I an unexpected <laughs> celebrity? I think it's both. Okay, fair enough. Um, yes, I, I had a great time at... Um, at, at um, with your pop-up. Da- I've said download because that's my son. This is such an old guy at festival. I've been calling it lockdown most, <laughs> oh, you most of the week. Oh, man. I'm always coming up with names for festivals that don't exist. Yeah, I'm going to Flatpak. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking we might go We might go to Miasma this year. But it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But I like it. When you get to celebrity, people's expectations are so low. They said, yeah, it was great. You were saying hello to people. <laughs> wow. It's a gossip story. He was waving his hand. <laughs> his shoes mean? were on. Honestly, this uh, some sort of uh, great benevolent figure. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to the man who raced over and said, let me help you with that when we just could not get the tent back in the back. Um, that is what camping's all about. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. So, yeah, I went to um, lockdown, <laughs> went to download. It was, uh, OK, guest time, guest for you you two. Apart from, obviously, the showers and the toilets, which are traditional, enormous queues, what would you say were the two biggest queues daily at... Um, Okay. Mm, big, you want to throw your big, big potato stand? I was no. con- pulled pork. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I've never seen so much pulled. What, what is I it? I knew it. I knew it. What? What? When did the pulled pork revolution begin? Why not? Do, why do they call? Why is it pulled? Why make it all part of a branding no, but, thing? Well, hey, I don't know what it is. But when did people yeah, start? Yeah, well, no, he's when, the meat correspondent. When mm. did it appear? Pulled pork. Yeah. I think uh, about ten years ago. <laughs> I've had about a decade of. of from from hipster uh, uh, meat to dominating the meat landscape, pulled pork. I think you'll find Kermit the Frog pulled pork in the 1980s. <laughs> Are you actually serious? That's all right. Pulled as in got a girlfriend know, who was made of pork. I know what it means. It's ma- you're making it worse, a girlfriend made of People pork. People never talk about pigs being made of pork. Or girlfriends, Frank. Or girlfriends. It's their main quality. So, um, what is the nature of the pulling? Kermit the Frog has got a girlfriend made of pork. Made of pork, yeah. It's a very sinister. Just sit with that for a moment. (laughs) Miss Piggy wouldn't be happy to hear that. So, uh, the pulling of pork. Um, 
So there was there was that it wasn't a food cue. Okay, but I okay. think that was a reasonable suggestion. It was, Thank it you. was, and Paul Paul well, obviously was a big theme there. Okay. I I didn't realise how much pulled pork had taken off. Well, did you explain what how it is pulled? Um, they sort of pull it off the bone. They slow cook it so it's very tender, oh, and they sort of shred it with. Um, you could do it yourself if you use two forks. Oh, two forks. Two forks. I'm busy, bloke. <laughs> Uh, okay. I'll get Edward scissor hands. <laughs> what about Edward fork hands? He comes around and does it for you. He's yeah, your he's... pork puller. The trouble is with Edward fork hands, he only really hates corn on the cob. <laughs> That's oh, his specialist. I've got a question. Maybe Go some on. of our uh, readers know. Is there a pork pulling job? Is there one man or, or lady who it does that be. as it a job? I've seen, the, I've seen the meat shredder in action. The shredder. A, a, a man in the back of the van with two forks oh. going for it. You see, that's gone a bit late night horror movie, The Shredder. Yeah, mm. that sounds yeah. a bit like, was it Billy the Kid in <laughs> Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Back of the van. Buffalo oh. Bill. Oh, oh, Buffalo. Buffalo Bill. I know it was some Wild West oh, legend. Buffalo Hill. See, he'll know that, animal based. Here's the thing, then. I'll tell you the cue, Frank. I'm going to another another guess. Some sort of glitter face painting thing. Oh, it's in the body art it's, related. Yes, I'm going to give you that. The Ooh. tattoo store. Ah. The tattoo store had you know those zigzag railings <laughs> that they have on check-in to, uh, to for tattoos. Yeah. For people having tattoos. Wow. Do you know what I mean by a zigzag railing? So you don't have a big long, long straight line. Yeah. Yeah. For so people then think, oh, I'll go and have a tattoo. It feels to me a tattoo needs a bit more planning. It's too whimsical. That, you know, you've had three cans of beer. <laughs> Frank, a lot of these people are. Uh, let's let's use an Elvis uh, phrase beloved by him. Strung out. Well, <laughs> I have to say that. Um, and I'm not just saying this, but I, the, the the actual mood at because um, the sort of the voice it's it's all like it's it's heavy metal we're dealing with in the main, and the thing was is what the heavy metal fan is saying: worship the devil, yeah. kill all people and eat them. Open brackets, but not really. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the t- and everybody was so lovely and nice to my child. It was great. If only life could be like that all the time. And they forgave me that I wasn't wearing a band T-shirt. I think the only person who wasn't wearing a T-shirt... In fact, the only T-shirt... only person not wearing a T-shirt with El Diablo <laughs> on the front. <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of that going on. But it was... It was I'll tell you more, because um, it was a, a four-day experience. Did I shower over those four days? <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> on Absolute Radio. And the answer to the cliffhanger is no. <laughs> Four days. I think I have never showered at a festival in my life. I think it's a bourgeois affectation. <laughs> oh, and also, and other excuses. Because um, I have got quite a lot of anti-back hand gel left over from the <laughs> epidemic seems a shame it won't live forever but what I didn't realise when I was in my tent having a, a, a hand hand anti-back oh, um, shower <laughs> I didn't realise it was so abrasive in oh. the more sensitive areas never well, occurred to me it's a harsh liquid isn't it, it I didn't Sorry. know how harsh can, can, can we just stop here <laughs> Emily's scandalised I've never seen Pierre are you putting antibacterial hand wash on sensitive areas of uh, your body? 
Um, yes. I don't... Yeah, I, you, I well, feel like you of, know more about anatomy of, and physiology than me. I, I have no idea. please I, get in touch. I have no idea. Um, even though I've looked in the smart thinking section at Waterstones, <laughs> I didn't realise it would smart that much. I had no. I just thought it would be like you know a lot of people who don't shower at because um, there's a whole group of us who don't shower at festivals. A lot of people take wet wipes and have mm. wet wipe showers in I've their. I've seen tent. wet wipes. I've not seen anything like antibacterial well, hand wash. Like, like I say, I've got a few of those bottles knocking about from uh, the bad old days. Yeah, I've got bottles to of tomato them. ketchup knocking about. I don't wash in them. No, I have. Um, I have been covered uh, every uh, eight night, eight times a week. For six months, I was covered in... Um, it was actually tomato puree. Why? I was in a play where I... So I was just in my pants and I got absolutely covered in tomato. And then um, my dresser had to get it off with wet wipes. Oh. And he was a very lovely gay man. And I said to him, I said, on the last, on the last week, you can, do the, you can do the whole body. I said, it's better than a card, isn't this a treat? <laughs> anyway... So that's what I did, yeah. And it was, uh, it, yeah, it was a smarter. Was yeah, it? It's, it's abrasive stuff, like I you had say. no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, would, would you... Um, I don't want to be personal, Pierre, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to wander into that area. <laughs> Is that something you would consider doing? I have only ever been at festivals as a performer. And that is something I'm proud of, and that is something I will continue to uh, to maintain. Well, I like to think I've never been anywhere not as a performer <laughs> on, on some level, but um, oh no, it was brilliant. You know, Metallica twice, Slipknot. I'm Are jealous. they still going? Placebo. Oh, Slipknot. I Placebo. love it. Do you know what I love? Slipknot Grand... Are they Slipknot Grandlads now? I hope so. It's hard to tell, sure. really, because you know what I said? It's hard to tell with Kiss because of the makeup last week. Well, with Slipknot, the actual full-face mask. Yeah. Hides a multitude of sins. That, that was, it was um, tremendous stuff. Anyway, the other, I'm going to tell you the other cue, the vapes. The vape oh. store. They've got a massive cue. I forgot I mean, how much people love vaping. Oh, they love it. I, mean, I think even... they banned them from Glastonbury, though, haven't they? Have they? Oh, there was something. They had a list of what we suggest you do not bring. Gentle suggestions. Oh, so, that's so we can sell it to you, <laughs> isn't it? Don't yeah. bring your own pulled pork, <laughs> Kirby. Uh, no, I... Um, I was shocked. I, I thought it was the sort of thing that um, sort of slightly nervy middle-class people did vape who didn't want to do their... But now there was meandering cues. Yeah, pardon? The heavy metalers were. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank, what is the collective uh, now for the heavy metal? For uh, I think metalheads seems oh, to it? be the, uh, the thing. A foundry. Yeah, a foundry <laughs> of metal. Is that the collective uh, noun? Could be. I, I, OK, we'll, we'll stick with it. Yeah, uh, the uh, the other big theme was uh, fishnet. Oh, there was a lot of... I saw more fishnet in four days at download than some Peter himself probably <laughs> saw in a lifetime. Oh. It's the, uh, it, there is the look for the, uh, the younger rock. Yes, it's like creatures of the night. Goer. Yeah, yeah, it's like creatures of the night. And I meant it was 28 degrees at lockdown and something has never occurred to me before. Maybe yeah. you can answer this. What's the tan lines 
situation if you're wearing fishnet. Oh, fishnet. There's, well. there's, there's nothing more. There's nothing more heart wrenching than seeing a hot goth. Yeah, they don't like. They don't oh. like the sun. A boiling hot goth. Yeah, goths are very, very heavily reliant on mm. uh, decent aircon. But do you actually get like a sort of leaded window? Oh yeah, you get the trellis leg. Yes, I've seen. I often because people do favour. I've the never fishnet. seen. I've never seen you in a fishnet, Emily. Nor will you ever. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I I have. I used to wear a tight occasionally. Mm. It's happened. <laughs> That's the only fishnet item I've owned. Most people, really. But the fishnet top, do you remember, Frank, possibly in the 80s there was a vogue, and they've come back in, I think, a bit, for the sort of fishnet crop top. Yeah, sort of banana-rama. Yeah, yeah this was. I saw all variations of, you know, those fishnet Over sort a bra, of, perhaps? The, yeah. But there was sort of fishnet uh, sort of <laughs> half sort of boxer short things fishnet oh. pop socks fishnet tight stock it was fishnet did glove you, did you see the, yes. yeah, the the fishnet sort of forearm covering yes all that but mm. still the tan line issue is still there <laughs> yes. do they do they at the end of the day look at all these little pink <laughs> triangles on themselves not triangles diamonds goths wear a very high factor minimum 50 yeah okay the, S, uh, the SPF is huge, huge market in the goth community. <laughs> is that right? Oh, SPF, oh, yeah. Uh, that's where they sell, that's their big selling. So I, um, the other thing is, uh, you decide what food to buy, or I do. There's a, so, you know when you get these restaurant reviews and people look to see whether they go to the restaurant? At a festival, I see, I look in the bins, and if... Look at the stuff that's been most thrown away, <laughs> hard eaten, and then you don't oh. go to that store. It's oh. much more. It's got a much more re- trustworthy thing because people lie about restaurant reviews, don't they, for friends? And there'll, stuff. there'll be more tips from Stig of the Dump <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, bad. The idea of people. I mean, it was bad enough, Frankenbean and the tent story. Imagine if people saw you doing that. Rifling through the bins. Frank, no, you're accessing There's no need to rifle. The, my, the bins overfloweth. <laughs> but, but so, like, what did you plump for? So, I went, well, I had a couple of falafels just to keep my heart beating. Okay. But obviously, you know, there's burgers, there's chips. Yeah. Okay. I got pig iron! I got all pig iron! So yeah, so I um, I think it's a bit like being on a plane. Any dietary restrictions you have are off while you're at a festival. Mm. Like at a plane when they bring the creme brulee and you're on a big diet and you think, oh no, but I'm on a plane, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Do you find the falafel is has something of the understudy of uh, the f- food? I find it never it promises a lot more than it delivers. I've got to be honest. Um, well, these were good ones. Okay. These, Very rare. Uh, these were, um, yeah, big, bountiful, um, dribbling hummus-style uh-huh. ones. And, uh, yeah, you've got to have some a bit healthy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. I mean, on the last day, I had three ice creams. <gasps> Me and Boz... Oh, do they like ice cream's the metalheads? <laughs> Me and Boz... Had the metalheads were ice cream. <laughs> we had a 99 each immediately after we watched Slipknot. I mean, it's, it's a different world. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So I saw a band called Solaris. 
And the lead singer had had his ears done. I wouldn't even call it pierced. You know when people have enormous discs in their their earlobes? I do know that. And he took the discs out, so he just had these two dangly, circular, like sausage things hanging. I didn't like that. And then it occurred to me, I didn't realise how long they stretched, that if you had a lens put into those ears instead of a disc, Mm. you could pull them across and have spectacles constantly at your disposal. Well, you could start a fire on your neck. Mm. How could you? Oh, yeah, you could. That'd be what? That would be a risk. If the sun hit the lens. You could have have lens caps. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm trying to help the world here so you don't have to um, carry spectacles everywhere. I was... uh, I was impressed by it. Frank, we've heard from the outside world because we've been talking about the pulled pork. I mean, you didn't say there was a queue, but there was a lot of it about. No, there was several pulled pork stalls. Too many, in my mind. 619, dear all, they now even do crisps in pulled pork flavour. I mean, surely the name is all about texture. Yeah, exactly. That That doesn't make any sense. Okay, Simon of Sudbury... Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. They spend all that time slow cooking and then forking off the pulled pork, only to then ruin it by smothering it in that awful BBQ sauce. Oh, yeah, BBQ. <laughs> BBQ. That's I'm true. not a fan of BBQ. Pulled pork. I wonder if you can get combed scratchings. <laughs> Where the hairs on them have been just, you know, just I tell you what groomed I... a little. Or just a little parting. <laughs> a little centre parting oh. on your... <laughs> I tell you what I do like, yeah. <laughs> is a, um, similar to the pulled pork, it's in the pulled pork family. Mm. Go on. It's a second cousin of the pulled pork, is the ham hock. Oh. How no, do you feel ham about hock. that? We, we always had ham hocks when I was a kid and my dad always said, change the water <laughs> after an hour, get the salt out. <laughs> this is, my dad has a sort of anti-salt stance so he once sent our Terry my oldest brother up to the butchers and said um, get some bacon I don't want it to be salty so he went oh. up came back my dad was frying it in the in the frying pan my dad could be a volatile individual and he said uh, you can see that white stuff coming off it there that's salt he said did you tell him not to get, not to give you. And he said, "I told him, I told him." He said, "Right, you come with me." So he went up to the butchers with the frying pan in his hand, with the bacon in, and oh, Terry wielding it. Went in, put it on the counter, and said, "This child asked you for not salty bacon, and look at this." And uh, the butcher, I think, slightly alarmed, <laughs> gave him uh, a load of different bacon. Good yeah, Lord. that's it. See, in those days, people. <laughs> In the old, they didn't go on the internet and give them bad reviews. They took the frying pan. You could live within frying pan distance of your butcher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Those were the days. Exactly. How long was he walking wheeled no, no, the frying like, pan? Well, because we didn't have a car, he, everywhere we shopped. Well, you didn't. One distance. person in your street had one, and that he was dating your Nora. No, I, no, he didn't live in our street. Oh, he came he over up with the a, car. He came over with a mini, which I don't know was, was definitely like a second-hand rusty old mini, and, and the family all went out to have a look at it, <laughs> see a car from close up. Uh, what I'm confused <laughs> about, Frank, with the salt thing. So your father had a fear of salt. 
Yes. And uh, oh, we'll discuss it in a minute. Yeah, I didn't say he had a fear of salt. He didn't have okay. a fear of anything. Okay, we'll get back to it. I know what you're going to gonna say. Why did he carry salt in his pocket yes. to blind anyone who stopped him in the street? Yes. Well, he was a complicated man, is okay. the answer. <laughs> okay. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. People do. They do. Indeed, 342 has got in touch. Mm. In response to something... Well, it's related to festivals, actually. Hi. Is he one of the Gloucestershire 42s? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Hi. Re your son needing a bit of height at festivals. Oh, yes. Which you were talking about last week. No, I've got, I've got news on that, but let's hear this. Well, so has 342. OK. He needs a telescopic stool. They are brilliant. They store flat, but then turn into a really good stool. I've attached a pick. I have no commercial interest, by the way, in this. <laughs> Secondly, I believe Mr Chips is so named... We talked about Mr Chips of... We talked about Mr Chips, Mm. the um, Whitby fish and chip shop, whether it was named after the character from the novel Goodbye Mr Chips as played by... We can't... uh... Oh, what was his name? Robert Donor. And, um, or... So keep let's keep in the fast food theme, <laughs> Robert Dona, <laughs> and I know his brother Duncan. The pulled pork has taken over from Robert Dona, though. Yeah, and um, or whether it was named after Mr. Chips, the um, the everyman figure from Catchphrase, the yeah, TV show, the, the sort of sub Mr. Blobby yellow horror. Yes. He's sort of half Pac-Man, half potato, half Weetabix. What on earth mm. are you? Yeah. Secondly, not I would... a chip. It doesn't look a chip at all. Well, <laughs> au contraire, oh. according to three four two. I believe, I like, I believe, belief in Mr. Chips. <laughs> yeah. I believe Mr. Chips, so named due to the amazing computer art of the Roy Walker series. Yes. I think you'd call it eight bit now. But at the time, it was impressive. So chips, as in computer. Oh, oh, it's because this is computer graphics that you've never seen before. Oh, was it that? And then finally, not content. Three four two has more to add. Pop stars before health and safety. Something we were also discussing. You were talking about kisses. Uh, Extraordinary stage antics. Yes. My first ever gig was ELO in Oxford, but it was touch and go as the council had heard they had a laser. <laughs> oh. I like the council had heard, <laughs> like a rumour. We've, we've heard you've got a laser. <laughs> I've been hearing there's going to be lasers and all sorts. <laughs> but I was like, I've always said the reason I never had laser eye surgery is because of golfing. <laughs> For me, what what laser does is cut through inch thick metal plate. And I'm not having that in my eye, obviously. So uh, certainly the first time I'd ever seen one and the council were afraid that they'd burn down the new theatre with the lasers. Yeah, of course. Imagine if they'd seen the flamethrowers deployed by Kiss. Thank well, you, 342, for all those contributions. Well, I have two footnotes to 342's contribution. One is that I I have a... I don't know if it were talking about the same thing, but there's a little step I've got at home that sort of folds into what looks like a little briefcase. Oh, I hate those. And it lies flat. They've really give me the creeps. And I took that, and you know what? It's a game changer. Did you take it? I took it, and uh, we carried it round, and when we watched a gig, he stood on it. It made a massive difference. 
Really? Yeah, so, um, and there weren't that many kids, I didn't see that many kids at um, Download, but uh, I was very, I was, you know when you do have a good idea, yeah. I was very pleased with myself. Secondly, I was telling someone at Download about the fact I'd seen Kiss recently, and they said, well, Kiss did, did this last year, they, they did Download, they headlined. And he said, uh, he did the same thing, he said, Paul Stanley, he swung above the crowd. He said, and the funny thing was, you could see the harness that they'd got set up for him just dangling at the side of the stage, <laughs> like untouched. Oh, <laughs> well, on the Kiss subject, uh, Harry Kidd, Harry in Brooklyn, he's one of our Brooklyn listeners. Oh, OK. I say one of our, he might well be our only Brooklyn listener. But I think Brooklyn Beckham listens as well. Yeah. He does, and he's no. busy, he's doing his cooking. He'll be asleep, yeah. he'll be asleep. He's, he's making toast. He's making his chef creations. OK. <laughs> um, good morning, team. I'm surprised to hear that Paul Stanley of Kiss had the, had the crowd call his name as Paul when his nickname is Star Child. All of the band actually have nicknames. Yes, indeed. Simmons is the demon. The demon, yeah. Oh, and, sorry about that. And then Frank. there's a, a star man. Bassist Ace Freely. Is well, it? Ace Freely's not in it anymore. Oh, how Nor awkward. was he the bassist. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's get it right. Gene's the bassist. He's in Brooklyn. Okay. It, take, it takes longer for the information. And the cat. To get we there. talked about the cat, of course. Oh, the cat man. Yeah. Peter Chris. Again, left. But, you know, how long did <laughs> it take to arrive, this? It's <laughs> <laughs> going by boat. Now, he's on about the sort of classic Kiss lineup, which is okay. which is fair enough. Yes, they do have those names, but nevertheless, it was Paul that we were asked to call out. <laughs> Paul! <laughs> Paul! Disregard health and safety! OK. <laughs> Paul, in case he's in that advert on the telly where he turns up in the boardroom and says, don't call each other rock stars. Have you seen that advert? Mm. That's Paul. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We stayed until uh, the very end at Download and then we drove back on the Monday morning. Mm. Just a few, you know, stragglers left. And um, so it had been 28 degrees there. Mm. And uh, we got into North London and um, it started to rain. Oh. And I'm in the car, so, you know, it's fine. And then it really started to rain. And then there was lightning. And then it really, really started to rain. And then suddenly I was in the midst of what I believe they call flash flooding. <laughs> Oh. And I had to drive across a crossroad where, honestly, the water was at least a foot deep. So I drove through it with <laughs> all that stuff, with Boz filming out the window. He'd never seen anything like it. And then as we drove on, people started flashing their lights and waving at me, and I thought, oh, no, I've done Something. Oh, I'm so. Do you know I I've panic got, at the social embarrassment? Uh, when I've that got happens. a drowned dog trapped in me mud guard or something. <laughs> I always think, yeah, I think that. I think so what I'd done is the current had hit my number plate and basically snapped it. So wow. it was dangling. It was just dangling from my car. Oh, it's embarrassing. So I pulled over and the car was steaming because it had been through all this water. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'd, I'd been in a hot, hot summer um, weather. And then a bloke in a van said, do you need a screw, mate? 
Well, I, well, I hope he didn't say that to me. And uh, <laughs> and I said, um, yeah, yeah, if you if you got one. So I got it, and I tried, but the, the the screw had broken off on the on the number plate, and so um, I couldn't. And he said, uh, do you need it? He was a bit further down now because there's all traffic jams because of the rain. He said, do you need a screwdriver? I said, yeah. So I went over and got That's the screwdriver. Nice of him, it Brian. was, yeah. And I uh, I managed to uh, mend it, and then a man arrived who became a sort of a self-appointed traffic warden and stopped because there was a bus had broken down it was a bit of a nightmare all the flooding people were and he started saying that but I did like he said to me uh, you need to back up mate and I said yeah I'll back he said come on come on you need to back up I said all right I'm backing up and I'm and then he was he was like that with me he said uh, pull that you need to do it now and I thought, you know, have you ever seen Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal oh. when he says to his brother, you know, you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it on stage like I could, but I, you know, I, I was the one and I, I made you my agent, but I was the one, I was the star. And the brother says, yeah, it's all true, but you know what, you could have been a bit nicer. <laughs> That's really what I wanted to say to this. I mean... He did, he all could... These are big words He sorted out the whole thing, you know, and he, and, well, but, oh, my goodness. But with no grace. Haughty. I mean, (laughs) What was he wearing? Can you describe him a bit? I just want to picture this man. He had spectacles. What celebrity did he look like? He looked, oh, God, that's... Oh, just... He he didn't, he looked like the opposite of a celebrity. (laughs) He had a very sensible, pale blue office shirt, office worker shirt and spectacles, the sort of spectacles which look practical. Oh, square Where the frames are designed for holding lenses rather than to look (laughs) crazy. Oh, yeah. And he looks like he might have done pretty good at school. Okay, but um, not not what not sort of gone, shoes not gone into the. I couldn't see his shoes. He was standing in six inches of water. <laughs> now, Frank, you're telling me that a self-appointed traffic warden turned out to be quite a haughty man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that? These are the people you need, though, to sort things out. But yeah. they could have been they're a bit ver- nicer. They're not very nice. There's a purpose for them. This, I've had a very social week. Mm. I mean, very social. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm including uh, the Download um, Rock Festival. But when I got back, one of the things I did was I went on the town with Emily Dean. We did. And um, we went to see the musical Oklahoma. All right. Oh! Oh, so that's... Um, that's how it starts. <laughs> oh. Always, um, I didn't just go because Arthur Darville's in it, because he was in Do you know uh, about Doctor Arthur Darville? No. Well, he it's was better, in Doctor He's Who. better than none. <laughs> no, he was, he was Rory in uh, Doctor Who, who was the companion. That doesn't mean... <laughs> well, he was married to Karen Gillan under the... In, Again. In, in the Matt Smith uh, era. Again. Oh, Yes. He might know that. Do you know that? Yeah. That, that and, anyway, so... Um, Frank could offer... I mean... I met him on uh, Sunday brunch. Yes. Yeah. And he was telling me, he was in Al- well, I love a musical, as you know. So um, I was invited along. So I took E. Dean, the Dean and I. 
What about when we got there? I'll just, this is background way, tell okay, the story. Humdrum days and humdrum ways. Humdrum days and humdrum ways. For the traditional pre-show drink in the theatre bar. Not Frank. Frank said, I'd like a cup of tea. Yeah, sure. He wanted a cup of tea. So he took me to, I don't know if we can name it, but a popular fast food chain. Yes. Twist, yes, in the title. Away, away in a manger. Yeah. Anything uh, yes. manger based. That's where he's we in. Were. It was the manger that attracted him. <laughs> of course, I've always said they miss a they miss a trick at Christmas. <laughs> oh, you're right, Frank. Anyway, uh, yeah, we went there. Yeah, and then a woman came up to me and said, "You know, you um, do you remember you did a pilot for packet of a program called Packet of Three at Wakefield Opera House in like 1990?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "I was in the band," and then when they did the series, they dropped our band and got another one. I said, "Well, look, honestly, I wasn't part of the decision making <laughs> in those days." And she said, uh, I said, I'm sorry about that. I'm sure you were brilliant. What you did, I hope you're still playing. She said, I played bass. I said, OK, I hope you're still playing bass. She said, yeah, I'm playing it in uh, Oklahoma. The, uh, <gasps> and I said, well, we're going to that now. So yeah. she's called Saffron. And I went into the theatre and she's sitting there on a big double bass and I waved and she waved back. It was lovely. He looked so excited. Do you know what? I think he quite liked knowing one of the music. You know I'm he with went, the oh, band. there's Saffron. Yeah, you know I'm with the band, that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was very proud. Yeah, she is. I knew you started uh, sort of juicing it up. Met her 30 years ago. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it was... Um, and occasionally one sees things that are truly brilliant. It was brilliant. It was breathtaking. I'll tell you what they've done. In, in yeah. summary, they've t- the film, I remember the film as being quite good time, yeah. mm. life-affirming. But without changing any words, they've found all the twisted darkness of it and cranked it up. Oh. There are bits when the theatre goes into utter darkness and you just hear it like an audio drama. Oh, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Given that I don't know what Oklahoma is about, I'm really well, surprised about, there's any dark bits of the It's about cow hands and farmers yeah. and um, love. About, you know about those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With your experience. Yes, it's, big about, it's, it's cowboy. It, it's, you know, it's, oh, what a beautiful morning, for example. Uh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and um, sorry with the fringe on top. Yeah. Do you know that? No. When I take you out in the Surrey with the freedom. Everybody, come on. I'm tired. <laughs> the seats are genuine leather, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that before at the oh. club. <laughs> oh, no. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. What about after? I will just tell you, mm. when we went to Oklahoma... Uh, you know, I told someone that this week and they genuinely got the wrong end of the stick. I didn't they think that would be they possible. They thought we went to Oklahoma. I told my friend Connie. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I said, well, I've had... She said, what have you been up to? I said, well, Frank took me to Oklahoma. She said, really? No, <laughs> you've got to... I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, well, how... When was this? I told her I went to download and she said, what stopped you? Was there some sort of uh, fault on the internet? I said... <laughs> no, she didn't. I said, when did you go? I said, I think it was on Wednesday. She went, really? Was it, a, was it a press trip? And I said, and it was still cross-purposes at that point. I said, well, no, he'd got the tickets. She went, he got the tickets. 
I had to say at that point, she uh, thought they were flights. No. no but no, we I went see. back afterwards. I was desperate to go backstage. I was yeah. ga- I was itching, Frank. Yeah, and I'm I'm bad at going back. He's too, he's very humble and It's not so much that I just you know I always think people are thinking, Oh, I was gonna go for a drink and now this lose has turned <laughs> up. <laughs> but, but anyway. I could tell I played Frank. I played him like a uke. Because I started, I thought I really—I was so excited, and I thought I can't pass up this opportunity. And I knew he'd been on Sunday brunch with Arthur Darville, and we had to go for it. So I started, Frank, didn't I, by saying, "I mean, we could go backstage," and then I got desperate and I started begging. Well, I, I said, you, "Please, I, Frank, I, I, please!" I, but I did want—I wanted to tell them how good it was. Yeah. But yeah. I always think they don't want to be bothered with people when they got lives to get back to. Oh, no. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're performers. Is there ever a bad time to be told how brilliant oh, you are? Oh, I hate people coming back. <laughs> but you know me, so... I like the great escape <laughs> on gigs. True, yeah. I like to be out of there before the seats have started uh, No, I've learned not to go back with you. No. Anyway, so we did go back. And, and I mean, I've been back a lot of times at shows which <laughs> I haven't loved. Yeah. And you have to lie. Yeah. I'm sorry, anyone now thinking, oh, I wonder if he was lying about... Well, maybe I was. <laughs> there have been times when I've thought, I've been thinking, well, I'm praising you up here, but my performance at the moment is much better than yours was. <laughs> oh, my God. But I found, uh, twice this week, in fact, yeah. I went to um, the, the ballet. And I'm not... Oh. I don't normally do the ballet and the contemp dance. You can hear too much. But the, my, feet, the feet are so heavy in the ballet. My goddaughter, Dolly Banks Badil, was dancing. Oh. And so I went to see her and I it was it was cracking. It was absolutely brilliant. She was and, very uh, talented. And um, well no but they were all good. I think mm. she was best. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. A woman said to me, they were all good, weren't they? I said, was there other dancers <laughs> on there? As it should be. Anyway so that what I've discovered is if you have actually have really enjoyed it, that then the sort of going back, talking to them after, is almost like it should be part of the wellness industry. I think gushing, yeah. I find <laughs> gushing really very therapeutic. Very cathartic. Yeah. So I'm going, oh, that was absolutely amazing. And inside I'm thinking, God, I'm meaning this. <laughs> this is lovely. <laughs> this is lovely. I could relax into it. Do you think it would be equally cathartic if you could somehow be so powerful you could go backstage and really remonstrate with people who haven't done well? No, that I... I awful. I, I, imagine I, doing I, that. Oh, you don't have to imagine that, Frank. Because Frank does, he, you know, he didn't have one bit of helpful advice, Chloe. Those quotes for the Oklahoma oh. cast. Did you? No, I didn't. I did say I thought when you rang, oh, we did have one. when you rang the bell <laughs> to go back in after the interval, it should be one of those <laughs> bells, dinner bells, triangles <laughs> like they have on cowboy ranches. Think, uh, but that wasn't about their performance. But never, I think they took it on board. I <laughs> said, you know, it would offer an organic unity to the whole evening. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. And they said, anyway, I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I would recommend any. It's at the Wyndham's. I'm a bit obsessed by it and, now. Um, what about when I did that terrible pilot for uh, the BBC? Which one? Oh, well, one of them. <laughs> I don't I think that just sounds so rude. Uh, and I thought, what's Kath going to say? Because my partner was in the audience. And she, when I came off, she said they did a brilliant job of covering up that spot. 
that was that was all she could offer by the way of compliments. <laughs> Have we heard from Alfresco Mond? Oh, we yes. have. As they say, sous la continent. Uh, Ruth Jordan. <laughs> Ruth Jordan. Where would we be without RJ? Well, Ruth Jordan has been in touch. You were telling a story earlier, uh, an extraordinary story about your father taking bacon back to the butcher mm. on account of it having salt in it. Mm. Uh, and he carried it. It was still in the saucepan. Frying pan. Frying pan. Yeah. I do apologise. That's all right. Um, Ruth Jordan has said Frank's story of his dad taking the bacon back to the butchers in the frying pan reminded me that my granddad once took a faulty toaster back to the shop with the badly toasted piece of bread still in it just to prove his point Was he aware of the uh, adjustable (laughs) thing on a a toaster? (laughs) He got a refund Oh well, fair enough Yeah, I think if you're menacing enough you can get a refund for anything I think if you're carrying a toaster like an implement. Or a frying pan. Or a frying pan. And you look like my dad. You don't want to be arguing about the bacon. Give him the bacon. If you're, when you're holding not just an enormous piece of cast iron, but one that's still sizzling hot. But my, me and oh, my yeah. dad had things in common, but one of them was not the capacity to knock people over, which I don't have, but he did. No. He came in one night with all his hand all swollen up and... Uh, I said, what's happened? He said, I was, I was, some bloke came up to me and said, what's the time? So I eat him and he went over a garden wall. <laughs> I said, hold on, I think we've turned two pages in the script here. <laughs> what happened? He said, it used to be a thing when, we, when I used to work in the pit, he said, because um, he was from the northeast. He said, um, he said that when you were going to school, they used to, they used to knit you a snap. Um, and that was the food, the food you took with you. And blokes had come. He said, and sometimes they'd say, what's the time? And then they, you know, it, it, it'd be, uh, then they'd get it where you weren't ready. Mm. He says, so I was re- I'm ready for them now. <laughs> I said, it's possible. It is possible he wanted to know the time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is a dark tale from my childhood. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Um, where were we? I can't remember. Oh, oh, so we're talking about the frying pan thing. Yes. I had a question, which is with the toaster. I've got a, I've got a confession, not a question. I've never used that adjustable thing on the toaster. Oh. I just received the toaster, and I trusted it was on the setting it should be at. Hmm. <laughs> it depends how you like your toast. If you like it uh, slightly, you know. I've never had a problem with it. I, I actually f- favour the pita bread more often. It's oh. used for that. Oh, oh you sound so... <laughs> but, you know, I think of you very much oh, as a person. Oh, fancy words. Don't you, you think of Emily, don't you, Pierre, as a woman who just takes it as it comes, you know, she's not fussy <laughs> about it. <laughs> Just, just casual. Yeah, why would she change it? She just, you know. I know. Uh, um, Try it. I well, will. I'm going to. You can get a toaster with a transparent casing. Oh, oh I don't. You can see the colour of your toast changing through the wall. That, I like the sound of that. You know, my mum dreamt still, of a see-through teapot. She used to say the idea of oh, really? watching, watching the tea grow into drinkable tea. And now you've got one. Have you still got that transparent teapot? No. Oh, kettle, I mean. 
Oh, the kettle, yeah, yeah, but this was the teapot. I never got the transparent mm. teapot. I don't know. Okay. She also told me once that she used to fantasise when the kettle was boiling of pouring it down the back of the television and making the television blow up. Interesting childhood. Am- <laughs> ambitions were different in those days in the West Midlands. <laughs> now they want to be on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> then... So, look, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Frank, I'm going to start with some listener contribution. Lovely. At Annoying Bloke. Oh, he'd be Mm. a nice friend for you, Frank. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) He has been in touch and he's called it Butcher Stories. I mean, I should say, annoying bloke, we didn't officially set up a Butcher Stories forum, but I I like that you've run with it. I think... Because this comes from my dad uh, taking a frying pan into the butchers to show how bad the bacon was, we could have called them panicdotes. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Here we go. Butcher Stories. Back in 1972... I'm this, all... this needs some incidental music. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna? Are we gonna discover that? It's always repeating itself. Back in 1972, <laughs> my mum took me and my twin, age three, to the butchers in the double push chair. Remember those? Oh yes. I used to love those. What were the stripy ones? They had a name and I can't remember. Someone will know listening. You know. Okay. Um, she got home, put the shopping away. I have to warn you, this is a very 70s parenting anecdote, but don't be alarmed. Put the shopping away and thought, where's the twins? I'm afraid she left us outside the butchers. Oh. Uh, the butchers took us in for safety. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Please tell me that they put hooks through the backs of their bibs. <laughs> yeah, in the window. Yeah. The freshest babies. What I like is the annoying bloke felt the need just to establish that it was for safety. For safety. Yes. And mum, what I like about annoying bloke is this. Mum wandered back to collect us. I mean, annoying bloke could have used any other word. Yes. Rushed back. Rushed, yeah. Ran, walked, even wandered. No, whimsically strode. Mm. Well, that, the butchers, the butcher, the whole butchering profession comes well out of that. <laughs> yeah, I think. And when, one, I don't think they're normally listed amongst the caring professions. Mm. We had they're... some wonderful butchers when we were younger, and. I can remember they came round for Christmas drinks once. Did they? The butchers? At the same time that my dad had, was doing a documentary about some car thieves and okay. he invited them round at the same oh. time. So we had the butchers and the car thieves round for Christmas. That's nice. And it wasn't really. <laughs> no. It didn't really work. Because people were saying to the car thieves, is business good? This is a trouble when you mix your friends. <laughs> this is it, yeah. Yeah. You ever steal a car? No. Do you like sausages? Ever steal, really. a, ever steal a calf? <laughs> when they're trying, they're trying to get across to each other. <laughs> Do you ever drive an old banger? <laughs> oh, well, oh, well. Anyway, uh, Frank, we've got some other things, but I want to hear uh, what else has been happening in Frank Skinner's world. Well, um, I had a, a strange incident this week. I um, Are you familiar with Glindbourne? Oh, yes. 
blind boy. Do you know it, Pierre? The opera. It's it's an opera um, festival on uh, in the uh, in Sussex. Mm. It's in Lewis. Uh, with the place the I normally avoid. Well, you yeah. say the place with the fireworks. I say the place with the anti-Catholic. Uh, <laughs> oh, was that the witches? Yeah. That's where mm. they burn the Pope and walk through, saying no popery. Well, they have signs. The people carry signs. No popery. No, 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 no popery <laughs> for the people who uh, are a bit allergic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not good with lavender. No. <laughs> so go on. So um. So I went to that with my opera body, um, yeah. Baroness uh, Joan Bakewell. Fabulous, adore her. And um, it's a it's a it's a it's a fair old drive from London, but you know it's 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 a real event. And you wear a I wore a bow tie, you know it's a black tie event, and you have picnics. And you and Joan are quite local to each other, so yes. Yeah. So it was. So yeah, you go down there and you take your picnic basket and you sit outside and there's a ha ha. Oh. It's it's probably along with Wimbledon, probably the most middle class thing I've ever done in my life mm-hmm. going to Glyme. But this was my third time. <laughs> However, this year was different. <laughs> So, we're cutting to you with uh, Dame uh, Baroness. I so, we're at, we're, at, we're at the opera. Sure. And uh, we've had uh, the first part of our picnic. Mm. Saving the, there's a long interval so you can, have, you can picnic further. Mm. And then, so the, the, the play, it's a, it, the, the opera is very Catholic, which suits me. Um, suits the Baroness less. Mm. Uh, who's uh, an atheist, nevertheless. Um, so um, it, it was uh, the most, it's, it's set in a convent. Mm. It's called uh, Dialogue des Carmelites. Mm. Okay, and uh, the Mother Superior is singing about her suffering, her pain. She's basically carried on by the nuns. She's so ill. Oh. And she sings about how hard life is and how she's is suffering. She, is, she's ill at the beginning, is she? Yeah, she's she's oh, she's basically dying. She has to be carried around and she's sitting in a chair, you know, sat down in a chair. Oh. And she's singing about how terrible uh, her suffering is. And then we're in like, we're in row E. In row C, <laughs> two people suddenly stand up in the middle Ooh. of the opera. And? And um, one of them fires off what I believe they can fall is a, what they call a confetti cannon. What? And the other one sounds a klaxon. So um, I wasn't expecting this. So the, oh, the mother superior is off the stage. Like at the sound of the klaxon, I'm, suddenly the injuries, the illness disappears and she's off like a shot. It's a miracle. As soon as she hears the klaxon, I'm wondering if she's an old, it's a knockout contestant. <laughs> But she's, she's gone. She moved like a fraudster. <laughs> she was, like a black and white blur. And, um, and Sprinting off. they hold up a sign that says, um, just stop oil. Uh, oh, okay. So um, I immediately went, uh, so I, I went a bit Peter Parker. <laughs> Did you? So I got the phone out and started slapping straight away the photos of this. Uh, of this no, thing. Oh, did t- you? Tell me, Frank, in that moment, did you say, 
What a scoop. Yeah, I did. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I thought I've got a scoop here on yeah. my. So hand. you kept you went snapping. Oh, did you think? Oh, I'll sell these. Well, I mean, there were two. There were two rows in Have front. Have you seen a story? If so, call us. <laughs> yes, Do you know yes. the sum they don't go online because people their readers don't trust it? Call us yeah. on oh. And it's what? obviously there was quite a lot of middle class indignation going on around me. Give us an man, idea of the sort of noises well, a man being behind made. Said to me, a man behind. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was some booing. Was okay. it? And a man behind said, yes, they should try doing that in China and see what happens. And I thought, well, yes, they do like a firework. It's true. They, lo- they love a firework. Stop it, Frank. You know what I suspect? I think there were a lot of Panama hats yeah, oh, yes. suddenly being taken off. Why, Porsche. Very <laughs> Porsche. Yeah, shame. Shame. <laughs> yes. Shame. And... Uh, yeah, so they were they were marched out the uh, the the the, ju- the Did just you get the while. pictures? Though? So I got I got some pretty good pictures. Scandal at the opera. What did uh, the Baroness have to say? Well, she was. She's uh, so we calm were all, and we were all a bit taken aback. Mm. I mean, it woke up yeah. several audience members, <laughs> especially those Panama hat snoozers. <laughs> but then, I, <laughs> but then I had a further idea. Oh. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So I um, I got so I'd taken photographs of the um, the protest yeah the just stop oil mm. people and um, I looked at the photo and I thought oh, you know it's pretty good it's all right this I, so I I did the equivalent of phoning J Jonah Jameson <laughs> um, get me pictures from the opera <laughs> yeah exactly Spider Man <laughs> at the opera doing bad stuff <laughs> I didn't even know Spider Man was a reporter I thought that was Clark Kent well he's a photographer so what mm. he does is he sets up his um, camera suspended on web and takes photos of himself on web yeah <laughs> so, so I didn't mean on... online no <laughs> Actually, that's what we call it now Frank. oh sorry no he's <laughs> Um, he's one of the champions of fishnet, actually. Oh, That's he's true. not on the webcams, is he? That's disgusting. So he he's sets he sets up his camera and then with a timer and takes photos of Spider-Man, who he is secretly. And then he sells. So he always gets the best pictures. Why are they always report? Oh, Clark Kent is one, isn't it? Isn't that? Yeah. Well, it, it, it just gives them an excuse to go to the scene of a crime. He, oh, is that, he works at what the Daily Planet? Is that uh, Superman? That, that's Superman. Yeah. What's his boss called? And um, he's uh, Perry White. Who, who, <laughs> so you didn't even have wow. to whose catchphrase was Great Caesar's Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, spi- I'm sure you heard a few of those when the Just Stop Oil popped up. My yeah. catchphrase now. <laughs> but J. Jonah <laughs> Jameson Caesar's is at the. Ghost. I bet they were Great Caesar's Ghost, please cease and desist. <laughs> but J. Jonah is at the bugle. Uh, so, anyway, I have. Uh, I have a contact at the Guardian. Oh yeah. So I I tweeted and said there's just been a just stop oil of 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 just interrupted. Um, tweeted, did you? Uh, yeah, I uh, not tweet. You I don't texted. Have tweet. I can't remember. I texted. You don't have to. Text. I said they've just interrupted uh, dialogue des Carmelites. <laughs> I feel you should know about it. I said, and I sent the photo. <laughs> oh God! So, this is a bit bad. You trying to concoct the most Guardian story ever? <laughs> so they texted back, <laughs> thanks, and I thought, well, you know. 
And then uh, during the interval, I got a text from him and it was the story with my photograph in The Guardian. Oh, shut up. You got your first byline. Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, what was great? I thought they haven't given me a credit, but, you know, it's fine. I only did it, you know, as a, there a, photo as a mate you? thing. You weren't no, wait- no, it's a photo I took, though. Oh. You're in it for the journalism, not the credit. Exactly. Well, I mean, you got paid <laughs> for the photo? So, um, no. Put it in the poor box. Um... But I noticed there's a little, you know those little eyes that you get for information? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? When yes. Yeah. I clicked on that and it said, uh, <laughs> photograph, Chris Collins. Hey! Which is my birth name, if you don't know. So it's all gone properly, Peter Parker. It's properly That's Peter great. Parker, yeah. If you had said to yourself some time ago, 30, 40 years, that one day you'd be sending photographs of Photo a disturbance at the opera to the Guardian. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, he's come a long way from the uh, sort of frying pan being taken into the butchers. Well, I thought I had to get it in because I thought no one in this audience is going to send a photo to the Guardian. No, no, no. <laughs> I need to get it into, into, into a safe space. Yeah. The Spectator, they'll have hundreds of those. But I, looked at, I looked at the coverage of it and there's some rob- so a couple of people took photos but they're way back you know what I mean oh. I'm right are there two rows in front of me he's getting a bit ha- oh he's yeah. a journal look now. I'm going to show it you now we'll have a look at the photo we'll have a look oh, well Frank. done Frank that was a yeah. lovely you must have felt so proud of yourself well um, there's no point in doing a protest if you're not going to get publicity for yeah. it and it is. Look, oh. I'm just showing them the guys. So I they don't, don't show a picture of. Do they mention the comedian Frank? No, Skinner? no, no. I'm just. I'm just Peter Parker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They don't know my secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We have. Uh, would you like to hear from what some of our lovely loyal readers? Of course, I always say. want to hear. They're my people. Oh, okay. Uh, not the Glyndebourne people. Well, there was many nice people at Glyndebourne. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm still so thrilled that you've had this uh, credit, journalistic credit, Frank. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's a special. I'm not saying I'm moving into photojournalism. However, we have always said that you are oddly skilled in the area of photography. Yeah. Aren't you? But I have always felt that photography is the last refuge of the scoundrel. (laughs) Why? Well, because it seems to be a thing that... I think Brooklyn Beckham had out a book of photography, not suggesting he's a scoundrel, but it's a bit easier than fine art, is what I'm saying. I suppose, although that that photography book, if... I encourage people to look it up. It went viral because uh, there's an incredibly blurry picture of oh, the, the silhouette of an elephant. <laughs> yeah. And the caption is something like, so majestic but so hard to photograph. Oh, well, that's... that's <laughs> see, I, I, no, I'm warming to it. No, I like it because he says yeah. so hard to photograph. Very I mean, humble. You didn't get Henri Cartier-Bresson or Bill Brandt saying that. In no, but um, I, blurry jumbo. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> He's a blues musician, wasn't he, from the 30s? <laughs> Blurry John. Now, this a French jazz musician, uh, Jacques Blurry Jambon. <laughs> so we've heard from uh, Brian okay. in Ashford. Not the, uh, not the, uh, the snail from the Magic Roundabout. <laughs> no, I don't okay. know if he's on Could email. Be. Okay. Um, morning, Frank, Emily, and it says, and Amp. Pierre. 
Yeah. So I think there's a mistake there. But I like Anne Damp. Uh, okay. It seems to be a lot before your name. We took your recommendation and we went to see Operation Mincemeat oh, last yes. Saturday. Mm. We, um, we interviewed um, some of the stars of the West End musical Operation Mincemeat a few weeks ago, which I uh, saw for the third time and absolutely think is a masterpiece mm. of musicality. And everything else. And and we all love it, don't we? We do. Um, so, yeah. What I would say, I never um, recommend anything on this show which isn't from the heart a recommendation. Like when we said go and see Oklahoma, only because... Oh, please go and see it. It's like the original film got directed by David Lynch, is what yes. it's like. So try, try it out. The but yeah. they, What if they put that on the poster? Oh. Yes. Oh. But Operation Mince Me, yes. So they loved it. Do I'm you want guessing. to know the verdict? I, I, can, I know the verdict. Go on. What a fantastic show. Absolutely amazing. I shouldn't really single out any member of the cast. Oh, let's not single out any member of no, the cast. No, I wasn't going to. I was just going to... They were all fantastic. Yes. That is... Well... It said it was from Brian. Now it's signed off uh, Linda. Brian and Linda. Brian and Linda. Okay. I wish my manager is making his mind up on the pseudonyms. <laughs> <laughs> He's going I with... I should say my manager also yeah. is an exec producer guy on... Um... Operation Mincemeat. He's flexing his impresario muscle. But that's still... I wouldn't recommend it if it wasn't brilliant. No. That's that. Yes. No. Good. Okay. We've also heard. I think. Oh, can I interrupt for a moment? I need to thank Auntie Enid. Auntie, Auntie Enid, who uh, I met at um, Sarah, our producer's wedding recently. Um, he's from the Northeast, and I told you my dad's from the Northeast, and he apparently in the 30s played for Spennymoor United, which is a, a football club. So she sent me some Spennymoor um, merch. Oh, Scarf programmes, you know, that kind of thing. So that was lovely. So thanks. I think she's actually it's pronounced anti-Enid by um, Sarah, but that sounds to me like some sort of hostile approach, that I'm anti-Enid, yeah. whereas I'm pro. <laughs> Can I call her pro-Enid? <laughs> pro-Enid I, I wouldn't. Pro-Enid. I wouldn't. That's what I take for my muscular pain. <laughs> <laughs> Just take two pro Enid once a day. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Auntie Enid. It was uh, very lovely. I shall wear Aww. that scarf with pride, but maybe not in the current temperature. No. <laughs> Um, By the way, um, the flash flooding in North London story I told earlier. Um, so that, you've got a bit breaking news. The evidence <laughs> is that we've put up on our. Um, what, uh, is it, what is it on? Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and Insta. Put it up as a. Yeah. Because uh, people never believe these. And also, you can check the Guardian website for my photo <laughs> and credit. Oh, yeah. you know what? Pierre is never going to shut up about <clears throat> this. This I, Guardian website. I just said people, you know, like you're saying, the oh, how come all these things happen to Frank? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I know I have to take a photo of everything. What would be yeah. your Clark Kent article of clothing that you sort of swiftly remove or add to disguise yourself? He had glasses. Oh. Yes. Basically, magic Superman disguising glasses. Oh, those were brilliant, weren't they? He could put glasses on and no one knew what you looked I like. I tell you what, he'd he's, he's have. just that seven foot journalist with a. <laughs> 60-inch chest, you know. have tortoiseshell <laughs> frames. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I've got my uh, ear-pierced uh, lenses, <laughs> so I couldn't just... I could hide behind my own lobes. Well, you've got your golden crown. 
Oh, yeah, I've got my golden crown. But is that a good way to remain um, anonymous? Anonymous and unnoticed. Didn't work for the king. Well, it is if you're hanging out in the circles you are now. Yeah, but... uh, mm. They've all got a net down there. May I share something with you? I will anyway. Sarah Fitzpatrick has got in touch. I I didn't give her name... uh, I didn't pronounce her name very well. Sarah Fitzpatrick. I thought you... It was, it but you nailed it. Correct both times. Oh, I feel like I was one of the leads in Oklahoma, the way you're responding. <laughs> Hi, Frank. I was listening to the show this morning. This was last week. And I had to write to tell you there is indeed already a Chris, a kiss, I'm sorry, a kiss tribute band called Snog. Uh, oh, I the see. The chap who plays Gene Simmons, mm. I actually know quite well. He is none other than Reuben Taylor, KC. Formerly QC, obviously. Oh, okay. He's a planning silk at <laughs> Landmark Chambers. I'm a lawyer too. Yeah. He's awesome, and he's even made his own guitar to be exactly like Jean's. I've attached photos of Reuben by day and Reuben by night, That's, taken from uh, Landmark's website gosh. and the Snog website. And uh, she's attached her Reuben. I have to say they are quite extraordinary. They, I, I, that is, a, we should put that. We up. Should that put is these a up. contrast and a half. Imagine, yeah. imagine being in court and watching your barrister. You'll get Step the onto a hoop and sail across the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gene oh, Simmons was on um, whatever. The, what's the ITV breakfast program called? Uh, GMB. Yeah, GMB. Are they the ones that bumped you that time? <laughs> yes, they, they did. They bumped me. Yeah. They bumped me, I think, for D Day. Why did, anyway. they, did they just come over Frank, and say you're, you're not on? Frank, you really have been in show business a long time. <laughs> I know. So, um, so, gee. Some see. big news coming from France, I'm afraid. So, Sorry, old Bean. <laughs> Sorry, old Jabba. So, Gene, Gene, um, Gene Simmons. Like it's misreported. And somewhere in history, like it's misreported, people think you would have it's like when they had the 400th anniversary of the King James Bible and they had a, a trust and they were going to launch this trust to publicise yeah. the event and I was invited and my PA put in my diary, King James Bible launch party. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Anyway, what made me laugh is Gene Vincent was chewing gum yeah. <laughs> and um, he said that he was chewing gum on a show and when he took it out, he, he said, here, put that on eBay. And they did put it on eBay and they got $245,000 for it. Oh. Which he said went to charity. But Susan, what's she called? The presenter on GMB? Oh, Susanna. Susanna, yeah. Susanna. Oh, Susanna, <laughs> yes. Susanna Reid. Yes, yeah, so Susanna Reid said... 245,000 and Gene Simmons said yeah I'm I'm quite a big deal <laughs> <laughs> which was fantastic so listen um Claire Sturgis is up next. Listen to Claire this morning. Thank you so much for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again blah, 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 back at the tie this time next week. Now get out.